The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy. On this episode of Pennies Going in Raw, Dan and Hugh talk the continued crypto decline, tax season being over, and tips to prepare for 2021. And Hugh talks about graduating. Let's get it. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav in the building for the Atlas crew. Atlas trading, what the fuck is up? They're traders, they're prodigies, and then there's legends. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4 fucking percent. Buy the fucking dip. Hey, who told me about Ibex? Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, someone just made, like, a lot more money than me on my trade. You find out. Likes this game of pennies. Did you check the portfolio? Pennies, pennies, pennies. The margin for error is so small. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. And they out there making money right now off of penny stocks. The two guys is putting in work to make y'all rich. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Time to think big. Pennies going in raw. Featuring Dan, the idiot dips. And Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny Strokes, baby. This episode is brought to you by Benzinga. Benzinga is our absolute favorite resource to use when we trade. We use it for news scanners. We use it for float checkers. We use it for stock screening. We use it for just about everything, including chat rooms and, and much, much more. Uh, but that's not all they have. They have YouTube as well. Hot Stocks Luke every single day has great guests on ranging from Ripster to Mia Khalifa to Gary to to all the best guests you need to hear from every single day, all day long. So make sure to go check that out. That's YouTube.com forward slash Benzinga. And if you look in the replies to this tweet, you will see how to get a discount code for Benzinga Pro. Make sure to go sign up for Benzinga Pro right now. Welcome back to another episode of Pennies Going In Raw. Today is Sunday, May the 23rd, and small caps, I, I should I curse it? I think I think they're back. I think they're back. Oh, they're, whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus, don't knock on wood. Knock on wood. It just feels so good. I'm ready to start slapping shit like an abusive stepdad. I'm <laughs> destroying walls like a drunk Jesus. teenager. Oh um, my god! You know I'm support. I'm resistance. I'm all of the above. What What are you taking away from this week? I mean, it just seemed like it seemed like a boring week in February and January. I mean, not exactly like a super fun one, but you know, it was it's it a little bit easier. I, it's funny because now that we're 10 months into the podcast, I really feel like we've said so many of the same things over and over again. <laughs> half the people love that. Half the people hate that. But this is one of those times where it's like, expect the unexpected. Like drill that into your mind. Look at Spy. Spy was literally dangling on a thread. On the last bit of support before like, a 10% gap down, like like QQQ was going crazy. And then all of a sudden, it starts ripping. Thursday it ripped, Friday it ripped. And it, you know, it, it caught so many people off guard. And uh, same as small caps, you know, like all of a sudden small caps just 
heated up, us included. We were expecting like that one to set off small caps and it wasn't. Yeah. And another thing to kind of bring up with the market is, you know, spy has been like uh, up and down, up and down. I keep I keep with the similes. I'm like like a like a sorority girl, but I'll, I'll stop with the comparisons. Spy has been doing a lot of punk, pump, <laughs> punk fakes. You know, you mentioned you wanted it like a pullback to like 390, but and you'd see it go to like 405, 407. And then the next day it's right back to 415. So do you think this is going to be like a headline situation that eventually causes it to finally drop? Or do you think uh, this pullback will happen naturally? That's a really good question. And honestly, I want more, the market to pull back while small caps are hot because that's where people flee to. And so while, every, while both are going up, I think it's good. But I would like to see kind of like a choose a direction but like, I really feel like we're kind of like at a fork in a road. And so this might be like a quick glimpse into small caps. But I think it'd be really good if SPY pulled back while and small caps continue to get high. I think like from like a healthy, like longevity standpoint, that would make the most sense. Yeah. Um, if, if it were going to be a headline that caused it to drop, what kind of headline do you think would cause like that severe of a drop, um, you know, going forward? Uh, well, see, I, I think, again, we talked about the market makers. And so the market makers hide behind headlines. The headlines don't make the market makers mm. in most cases. I mean, we look at March and, you know, everybody was expecting this big crash. And then what the market makers do, they sent that shit like 100%. So personally, what I think would really make, like would actually make people sell would be taxes. If the capital gains tax actually got you know some movement and actually had some you know like let's call like gusto behind it then you know i one of my one of the guys i know he sold half his business so he sold 50 million dollars worth of his business just because he was worried about taxes and i think that that's something that we could see more of because people just don't know you know it's the unknown that people are worried about and i think that the unknown could make them sell some off of their, you know, let's call it like their, their 401k or their investments, things of that nature. I know we recorded Wednesday's episode um, on Tuesday afternoon. And one of the big yeah. things we talked about was the price of Bitcoin. Uh, when we recorded it, I believe it was around 50,000 or around there. Well, just as we uploaded that, I think it dropped to like it below 40 for sure. It hit like what yeah. 30, 35 to 37 ish. Uh, I think, I think even 33, it went as low as. Yeah. And Dogecoin hit 19 cents. You know, it was a massive crypto crash, but you know, it did have some decent rebounds. Oh, yeah. And yeah. But you know, it, it's wild how fast those will happen. But I did see a chart that was really cool. It showed like, the price of Bitcoin over five years and then all the massive drops, it was minus yeah. 50%, minus 60%. But in the big ass chart, they were so, so small. I mean, I'm looking at it right now and I mean, it, it even got, there's a wick below 32,000. So it, it technically, the price was below 32,000 for a hot second. But that being said, right now, there's so many people that are ready to buy sub 40,000, hell, sub 50,000. So everybody's ready to buy a sub sub 30,000. But let's just say that, I mean, you know how I feel about Bitcoin. 
you know, and, and about those Bitcoin whales. Let's just say that one of the guys liquidated seven billion worth of his position or whatever, and it took Bitcoin down fifteen percent. And that was when Bitcoin's market cap was like two trillion. Okay, let's just say that they sold like a hundred billion worth, which wouldn't even be that much. A hundred you know, billion like, dollars worth. One person. Yeah. How many people I'm, have $100 billion? Like four? Not that many people, but you got to remember is that 40%. So if Bitcoin's no, no, market no. cap. No, no, no. We talked to someone way smarter than us, and we found out that was wrong. He said he didn't He know. said it was 1,000 people owned like 20%. 40%. It was like, tw- it was less. It was less, and it was like 1,000 okay. people. All right, all right, fine, 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 fine. I'll tickle your fancy with 20%, okay? And it's 1,000 so people. Okay, fine. That's okay. not that many people. Okay, There's so like I'm a thousand saying. people that live inside my freaking building. Okay, so now each of them on average on 0.4% or 100. That's not the right math. Okay, so it'd be that, 0.04%. Okay. Or okay, two. okay. Ready? Think about it this way, okay? Let's just say that, that, that the market cap's a trillion right now. Okay. Okay? And a thousand people own 20%. Okay. So they own 200 billion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's just say on average, each of them owns two billion. Okay. And five of them sell. So that means uh, that makes sure math equal two trillion for these. So that means no, that- no, 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 no. This is where the market cats at a trillion right now. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Let- yeah, a thousand times two billion. Or whatever the fuck number you said. Oh, did I say two billion? No, the number you gave. Sorry, it's fucking (laughs) early. But what are you fucking worried about exactly? I don't even know. Okay, all I'm saying is that let's just say that five or six whales got worried Mm -hmm. and were like, let me take half profit. Okay, that day that the guy sold seven billion with a two trillion market cap, it went down 14%. If 14, or I mean, let's just say 10 to 15 whales out of the thousand decided to sell off half of their position, obviously we don't know their position size, then, I mean, they really could take this thing down 30%. And what happens if the, everybody that's waiting to buy inside the 30s, what happens when they go? You know, then I feel like it, we might get into panic mode because it's like, it's like with stocks. Everybody wants to buy the first dip, but when the second dip comes, the same people that were buying the first dip are scared as shit inside the second dip and they're panic selling. And so that's what I worry about. I worry that if we were to seriously get below like 27, that like the the panic would just set in. Right now, it's like, this is life-changing opportunity. Below 27 is where I think the switch happens. I think one thing that's interesting with Bitcoin is maybe it's just me uh, with position sizing in it. You know, if I'm throwing money, for, well, for one, my Bitcoin isn't in my same brokerage wallet and like, or my same broker. So it's like, I don't spend the same amount of money I spend in stocks anywhere else. Stocks are the only place where I'm like, okay. Yeah, here's 20 grand without thinking about it. Take it. Okay, now yeah. here's another. What with Bitcoin, man, I'll like put, like I've, I mentioned before, it's a small, like scaling in like $150, $200. Cause that number is right in front of your face. It's not like I see, even if I saw like 28,000, I'm not even sure if I'd be comfortable throwing like 8,000, $10,000, $15,000 in. No. Cause you know, when it's stocks, it's diff- it feels different. But that, it's, 
dollars coming out of my bank account. <laughs> I completely agree. But you know we're going to have the same exact people. It's the same. It's going to be the same argument that we had before about uh, when I said that I need to hold something tangible. It's it's going to be that same exact argument. The thing that's different is that okay, TD Ameritrade. I trust them. Should I? Probably not. You know, uh, Fidelity. Do I trust them? Yes. Should I? Probably not. Those Coinbase wallets or whatever, or, or I don't, I don't even remember half what the yeah. names are. Uh, the Coinbase, Kraken, ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If the government doesn't even rec, I mean, the government obviously recognizes cryptocurrency, but if they're not backed by at least something, and again, okay, will the government back anything? Yeah. The government gave in war. The government gives guns to like the opposing side uh, most of the time. Anyway, that's a different story. But my point is, is that I at least have some kind of comfort with TD Ameritrade. With the other ones, I mean, I, I really don't know what's stopping them from just taking my money, like a Ponzi scheme. You, you know what I mean? Dude, on, um, <laughs> I used to buy mine in Cash App, and the price on Cash App for Bitcoin would be delayed. And I thought I had found the infinite money hack because like the price on cash app would be delayed by like two to three minutes and i'd throw in so, like a hundred dollars and i'd note it like and it would say it, it did it at a certain price and sure as shit three minutes later it would go up because that was the proper current price yeah. but then i realized that they were there was like an additional fee that they added to like make it so even if you bought it right before or like right before it ripped or right after a dip or some crazy shit you still you still had to pay it but i was literally thinking i was like had charged three minutes ahead of real time just because i had cash app yeah yeah no i i think that's funny because i thought the same way when i first opened up my first td account i think it was like yeah <laughs> you thought 15, you were the 16. only yeah you thought you were the only person without yeah. a 15 minute delay <laughs> yeah and at the what do you call it and then this this movie came out called like hummingbird or something and it was about someone who basic basically they fast lined all the news by 0.01 seconds faster than anybody else had ever done it like it, it basically like fast lined the news uh, long story short and uh, i was like holy shiz um hummingbird i was like you know i'm getting all the news faster than everybody i know i know everything that's happening for everybody you know like i was like shoot at this point i'm gonna be a billion by like high school you know <laughs> i was like shoot shoot i you know that's when i really stopped caring about grades i was like damn uh but anyway should we move on to i i think i think we gotta talk about taxes real quick going taxes again huh yeah, because we just obviously tax day literally happened mm-hmm. like less than a week ago. You do and do you do quarterly? Yeah, you do um, quarterly. Yes. Well, so the way that I handle it is that the first two quarters I don't pay an estimated tax. And then for the third quarter, I pay half of what I owe overall. Okay. Yeah, because mine, mine yeah, sent me estimated, but you know, I had made more in like January and February than I did all yep. last year. So I was like, how these estimates aren't going to be right, you know? Yeah, that's why I wait till Q3 because if I have a huge drawdown, which like when I took that like pretty, <laughs> when I took that Bugatti Chiron loss, I mean, <laughs> if I take another one of those, then, uh, or, or, you know, if I take 
two or three more of those and I'll be like flat on the year. So that's why I wait till Q3 to pay an estimated tax. And then I'll pay half of whatever overall I owe. And then again, whatever, when we get to Q4, then whatever I still owe, half of that I'll pay. And so at the bare minimum, I'm at least covering my ass for the taxes. And the other thing that we have to talk about while we're here, because it's so crucial, is that, listen, if you guys aren't trading, if you guys are full-time and you aren't trading as INLC, or you're not trading mark-to-market, you need to either switch that on your brokerage account or just simply open up an LLC. It sounds super intimidating uh, to open up an LLC. It literally takes like no time. It, I think it's like a thousand bucks to have my account do it or something. And the benefits are insane, the, especially if we really don't know what's going on with taxes inside the future. This is one of the ways that you can protect yourself. Also, limited liability corporation. Name says it all. <laughs> so if you go out and take some stupid loan, you go out and take some stupid loan, PGIR, don't do that. But if you take out some stupid loan, uh, you know, it's not on your individual. So while we're just done tax day, now we actually like, you know, nobody wants to think about this, but you actually have to start thinking about the future. And if you really do want to do this full time for a long time, then an LLC is probably the way to go Um, or switch it, switch your brokerage account to mark to market. That's what you did, right? Uh, I it, I thought it was already, but then whenever I went to my accountant a week before taxes were due and he's like, oh, we can't do wash sales or mark to market. And I was like, what? And <laughs> so that hurt. But he said, yeah, we, we got it for next year, though. So that's see, that's fantastic. That's what matters. Uh, yeah. And the other thing is that if you, they'll prorate it. So if you do, if you do an L, let's just say you open up an LLC and the first half of the, I mean, you know, it's, what is this, May? So the first five months you made $50,000 and there's certain stipulations like you have to trade like 750 times or something. I, I don't remember to become like a pro trader or whatever, whatever the hell the IRS calls it. What they'll do is that they'll prorate it. So if you open up that DLC or the account May 27th, then as long as you follow the rules from May 27th to December 31st, then they'll count you as a pro trader or whatever. I I, I forget the name of it, but uh, I think it's like it's trader like tax or something. Trader tax status or some shit. That's what it is. TTI. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so so they'll prorate it. So if, if you're like looking at yourself and you're like, okay, it's May. I missed the boat. No, you didn't. They prorate it. It's awesome. Well, looking forward to the weeks coming back, I know last week, I think we could kind of make this a recurring thing is, you know, talking about some of the lucrative uh, opportunities in a beaten down market. So obviously, last week, we talked about bios and how to play them. Are there any other sectors or just different types of plays that you kind of look forward to after a seasonal change in the market where we can start playing, you know, other types of stocks with big, big gain chances. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the greatest things that we've seen over the past week, especially has been overall inflow into small caps. This is a really subtle thing. And there's nothing that says like, Oh, like there's nobody that's going to like raise up a flag and be like, okay, there's an inflow. Safe to swim. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's not <laughs> nothing in the market works like that. Like I wish, I wish like we could just like, you know, the way that the way that like taxes work, like, you know, like, hello, inflow into small caps. No. But what we've seen is, is that kind of like that, uh, the same like w- one or tide lifts all ships. Aha. I got it right. Uh, I've heard that uh, one. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think it's like one boat, one tide lifts all ships. I, you know, I, yeah, I hate it the first time. Yeah, just yeah, throw away but, your head. Yeah, but my point is, is that what we've seen with like stuff like ONTX, even though they dropped the reverse split, is that if you look back at small caps, it, they really feel like they've felt a bottom. Like ONTX traded at one oh eight or something, it, like not too long ago, like two weeks ago. It was trading at like 50 cents and it got over a dollar ten within the past month. Now, I mean, now with the reverse split as we're recording, this is it's at like 10. But my point is, is that what we're really seeing is, is that all these things that got killed are starting to quietly creep up. You know, another one is that SPCE. It was trading at $13 share. It hit 21 the other day. So, I mean, that's that's a really good return. I have I mean, some it, of that in my I, cash app. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, my point is that we're seeing, like, kind of really sneaky, really sneaky bottom plays come back. And that's a fantastic th- sign. You know, like, that's a great sign. That's what we want to see. But... The thing that we have to be cautious of is that, and this is why I'm adding swings, because I feel like it's kind of going to be like one of those things where like they slowly grind up and I don't want to get those swings once they're already, you know, once they're already up 50%. Are you, are you saying like it's more so um, just swings in general and these like slow grinders that are kind of could be coming into play here? Well, that's what I'm anticipating. So I'm not, but again, <laughs> I, I have no conviction right now. Well, no, I mean, obviously I have conviction, but it, what I'm saying is that like, it's not like, oh, you know what? I'll add this. Let's see where it goes. That's not the kind of market we're in, obviously. Uh, the kind of market that we're in right now is, is for me right now, it's highest quality beat down near cash. And ideally they grind up. I think that we are really like, Listen, get ready, ladies and gentlemen. I think this summer is going to be hot. I think this summer is going to be really hot. I think that, you know, I I see some traders out there who they're just technical based and like they they like complain about not having a 100% runner in pre-market. Say that out loud. A hundred percent? Apple's never going to do that. Will you stop bitching? It's so annoying. Apple won't drop a uh shitty news and drop 30 percent and um i completely agree i completely agree but my point is is that for you to sit there on twitter and say oh no we don't have a hundred percenter is insane grow up learn how to trade some other stuff because it's it's really getting annoying when i open up my twitter and i see this oh you guys know we only have a 40 percent runner hello 40 percent is a fucking killing I, Jesus, right. But anyway, right on. I don't even know where we where we were with this, but that that's been like that's been like boiling under the skin for so long. Do you know what forty percent is? Jesus, forty percent's a lot. You have a hundred thousand. That's forty grand. Yeah, forty grand is some people's salaries. Right. Stop complaining. 
about a 30% run. Yeah. In this in this market, little runners are nice to um, come by and, and take those games real quick. Sorry, I don't have like quite as much energy as he does necessarily. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely take every gain with a grain, every gain with a grain of salt. But I, I think, you know, it does seem like all of the, the pain and all of this, this bullshit's over because the past three, uh, going on three months now has, has been at a point where you can't feel comfortable holding things multiple days. Uh, if it pops, you better sell it or all those gains are going to disappear. And there's really just, there wasn't any like, you couldn't go to sleep and wake up the next morning without thinking, holy shit, what's my account going to look like? So I feel like at least that part is over. And and like you were saying, I've started scaling some swings and some of them not, obviously I'm not a big fundamental guy, but I've done a lot just on, you know, you can, if you know their price ranges uh, and you know the personalities of those stocks, you can kind of get a feel which ones are just down way, way, way too bad. Oh, yeah. If you're new to trading or, you know, <laughs> let's say you're a Corona trader, one of the best telltale signs is going to be cash versus market cap. If they have 50 million in cash and the market cap's 50 million, that's almost a no-brainer. You have to look at their burn rate. Their burn rate is how much cash they use during the quarter. So let's just say that they have 50 million and they have a f- 5 million burn rate during the quarter. Well, if it's Q2, you know that Q3, they'll have 45 million. You know? So if their market gets 50 million and let's just say the management isn't complete garbage, then you can pretty much time that as like, okay, this is a pretty good trade or based on financials, you know, they have pretty solid financials. Now, obviously, if they start to dilute, then the company, then the management sucks. EVFM is the first one that comes to mind. You know, the management sucks and, and you just got to, you just got to handle that. But that's why it's so important to stalk your trades if you're swinging, you know, understand the price action way that moves versus spy. Understand how the management acts. You know, does the management show every single time that the stock goes up? Or does the management buy when the stock goes down? You know, uh, one of the reasons that I originally went on the UABS back last year was because literally 50% of the company was owned by the top three insiders. And I was like, okay, the hell is a company in the middle of Kansas or Kentucky doing with some guy basically pouring his entire, you know, his salary was like, 500,000 and he had owned like $6 million worth of the company. I was like, okay, you this guy doesn't know what to do with his money or, you know, he really believes in where they're going. And so if the management believes in where they're going and they put their money behind it, that's when I get excited. So again, good management coupled with trading near cash, that that's always something that goes on my radar. You know, if you're new to trading and, you know, you don't know like the personalities of, you know, let's call it like some of the stocks that everybody talks about, then that's a really good way to, to, you know, kind of like sift them out. And that's another reason why, even though the market might've been kind of shit, you need to still be able to watch it. You can't just take a three month break and then wait you and your boys are like, market's back. And you just come back from Bora Bora yeah. because you need to know like why, you know, why these things were dropping, what happened, you know, 
like we always talk about, the personalities of these stocks change. Uh, so you take a three month break and, and one of these stocks basically got a, got a new boyfriend, changed her hair color and then, um, you know, went through an identity crisis. So, you know, you got to stick around so you know which ones of these girls are still, still acceptable. And that's the thing is that, is that those like boyfriend, girlfriends are the algorithms attached to the stock. So the first one comes to mind right now is Amazon. Amazon used to move point for point with spy now there's a huge delay a huge disconnect ever since their knockout earnings amazon has not had the same algorithm on it and it's kind of funny to watch the disconnect is is kind of crazy if you guys have an extra screen then pull it up and watch them both and right now they're not moving as fluently as fluidly excuse me as they used to so that's the thing is that, is that when we talk about like boyfriend, girlfriend on stocks, that's literally like, that's literally the algorithm. You know, if the algorithm changes on that stock, it's obviously going to be different. Well, reviewing uh, the past few months, you know, uh, like it was shitty, but there are pros and cons of it. Uh, 2020 hindsight. What are some things you are happy you did in it and some things you aren't happy about? And I'll, I guess I'll start. So. The things I was happy about how I handled the uh, whole, you know, the market the past three months is is I didn't overtrade. Um, I didn't, you know, there were it came out profitable, and you know, I, I cut I cut things if they weren't working, and I took profits when I needed to for my for my not. Uh, and this kind of contradicts what I just said about you know not taking the breaks. Is I feel like there were days where I should have just just stopped, you know, just been like, okay, nothing is happening. And even though I wasn't trading it, I was just sitting doing nothing, just watching these stocks. And I was like, man, I really could have done something today, but I just didn't. And I just sat there and just watched and watched and watched nothing happen. Just in voice, I like boring day. Like, yep. Boring day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. Uh, the, the bad is that I've overtraded. Uh, and it took me until like two weeks ago to really not overtrade. So, I mean, I would, I would make good money inside the first like 20 minutes. And then that's when I should have walked away. But, but I would just overtrade and just kind of like those thousand cuts, but intraday. And so it would be like up, you know, X amount of money. And then I would proceed to lose it throughout the rest of the day. So that's one thing. And the good is that I really feel like this is a slower market than what we saw pre-COVID. And so if you were able to make money inside this market, congratulations. I genuinely feel like you can do this after like all the dust settles. After all the dust settles, I really feel like this is a market where this was even slower than what we saw pre-COVID. Before so COVID was so slow. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, after China got it, and it was like, eh. And then, you know, the Iran news, there's, I think, I think that's what it was back in January that made like oil and the hooses get all the hype, HUSA. Um, yeah, that was so boring. That was so yeah. dead. And so I really feel like this time, is slower than last time. So if you can make money inside this market, congratulations. I think, uh, I think it'll be all right. Another congratulations. 
was uh, you're graduating. Yes, sir. About time. Woo! So you passed your last class. Or, uh, or you, well, see, that's you, the thing is I never got a confirmation. Right, but you get to walk. You know, your mom will be happy. If, if you don't get the, uh, the piece of I paper, I do not want to walk. I would rather work. I would rather work than walk yeah, today. Dude, make a trade. It's like a participation. It's like a part. Okay. It, it's a freaking participation trophy. Did everybody, you know how many people graduate from college every year? It's literally like, hey, congratulations. I did, you spent I couldn't, 160 I couldn't do it. I, <laughs> I dropped I, out. Okay. There's more people that graduate than drop out every year. Mm, that's, okay. Didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically <laughs> like, like this is what, like when I'm sitting there, I'm going to be freaking boiling because what I'm thinking, what I'm going to be thinking about is, oh, hey, 80% of you took out loans that you shouldn't have taken out. And now for the next five to seven to 10 to 50 years, you're going to be screwed with crippling student financial debt. Congratulations. Here's your diploma and a cookie. You, like that's what I'm going to be thinking about. I'm going to have to freaking try not you to take the mic. You over. won't make a, you won't make a trade uh, while you're walking. <laughs> uh, you know how, of course I will. You know how laid backs like, uh, <laughs> I, I've fucking made a trade. I, I killed this trade at the pool on an iPod nano mini. You got to fucking kill the trade, walk in the floor. I'm going to pull my legs up like laid black, laid back style. Laid back style. Dude. Laid back style. Dude, do a little wing option trade while you're walking the floor. That's, you know, that's that's how you do it, man. Uh, all right, that's all I'll do. That's all I'll do. I'll, I'm not throwing any money yet because I do not know wing. I mean, that's the thing. Maybe like, I'll DM um, laid back. Maybe pay for someone's uh, tuition. I mean, whoa, that's third. Do you know how much tuition is? Do you know how much tuition is? College? I clearly okay. don't because I uh, probably wouldn't have uh, dicked around all of college. Dude, college. Okay. The two most profitable companies are the church and higher education. It is ridiculous how much those two make. The church up here inside the city, they have properties. They have like buildings and they make a hell of a lot. And I'm like looking at their balance sheet. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Dude, my priest is a billionaire. My priest is like a billionaire up here. Okay. And you go to higher education and it's like, hey, take out $400,000 in student loans and come and make 55000 with a like 20% interest rate. You know how long that's going to take to pay off? And that's not a joke. Like that is like what most of America has to deal with. And that is like scary because that is so much money. And and when you do the math, it's like, hey, if you eat rice and beans for the next 15 years, then you'll finally come out with no student debt. 15 years. 15 years, uh, 22, 30, 37. I want to be a freaking billionaire, not at zero. I don't want to be starting my damn life at zero. That's so scary to me that they just allow people with no financial education, no financial knowledge to take out <laughs> half a million dollars. Best for you. And then they're going to say, eh, 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 no, 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 no. The, the mantra of, 
oh, college is the best four years of my life. I, when I would hear that, I would want to kill that kid. Uh, I'll be I'm honest. Like, it was it was the best few years <laughs> of mine. Well, now, you know, I'm making up for lost time. But uh, I had a fantastic time in college. But for me to sit there and say, I'm broke, I owe money to the government, and I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do after school scared the hell out of me. Not like, oh, hey, like this is the best four years of my life. No, 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 no. I'm sitting there and I was, I was like, oh my God, like I can't wait to get out of this place. Like, uh, listen, frat parties were fantastic, but when I would pick up my shoes and they would squeak and they were sticky, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I could do without this. I, I could do without this. You need to you live know? a little, man. Dude, are you, dude, are you kidding me? Dude, I'm, they, they used to call me Party Henny back in the day, you know? <laughs> I used to give me old, you know, the old robot, you know what I'm saying? But no, you seem I, listen, like a guy that would, that would hit the robot at a party. <laughs> listen, uh, last thing, okay? If you are not in college yet or you're in college yet, please, 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 please take it into consideration how much tuition is and what you're going to do after school. Okay, I went to community college and guess what? It was fantastic. I was done my day. I literally would have, I would cram like seven classes from Tuesday to Wednesday and I would be done. I would be done. So Thursday I would go visit my friends. Okay, it cost me two grand a semester. You went to go visit, your, you went to go visit your friends at real colleges? <laughs> yes, yes. And, and guess what? I paid for drinks. I paid for drinks because I was paying two grand a semester. They were paying 65000 uh, not a semester, but but a year. So please, if you're not in school yet, <laughs> have a plan. Don't just go to college. Education is a fantastic thing, but do not just go to college to go to college. And, okay? and if your parents are paying for you, go to a school with a good football team. SEC's bad. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If your parents are getting, then yeah, sure, sure. live it up. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, or a full me. scholarship. We're not gonna sound bratty. If the full scholarship. Go oh, to an SEC school. Uh, yeah, yeah, you use the education, and then and then you go yes. leverage then, your yes, yeah. yeah. Take take them for all they got, or or uh, at sponsorship. <laughs> I mean scholarships for for athletes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, if anyone People wants to sponsor us to college, I'll won't do it. <laughs> Most people don't go to Harvard because they want to challenge themselves. Okay, actually, they probably go to Harvard to challenge themselves. But uh, there's a majority that go to certain schools for the connections, okay? And I get that. I got Plus, my connections on Twitter. Uh, exactly. Okay, I, I, I emailed 103 CEOs. Only two of them answered me, but both of them offered me jobs. So please have a plan. Do not just go to college to go to college. It, it 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 will it can it literally will cripple you if done incorrectly. But dude, you could, college <clears throat> actually did almost cripple me. <laughs> I almost had an eighty percent chance to lose my leg in college. Wow, you're wow. right. You're right. College almost crippled me. College literally See, almost that. crippled me. <laughs> We're always on the same page. Yeah, that's exactly what you meant. Um, but you do need to go. Uh, you enjoy yeah. your little walking day. Um. I'll be tweeting from it all day because I'll be yeah. so bored. Yeah, you deserve it. So uh, congratulations I do, I do. and and to all the pennies going in Raw family. We're all we're all so proud. It's it's been like we've watched wow. you through at least two semesters now because we have. Um, 
So, so you enjoy that and make sure everyone to leave a like, subscribe, and, and congratulate Hugh, retweet, fucking do everything. And, and we should start doing giveaways. We're nice guys. The market's heating back yeah. up. And, and there's some colorful keyboards that we just really want to give away. So we'll give out uh, some details on mine that. Mine has dirt all over it. You see? Yeah. Whoa. That's oh, nice. oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like gamer. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Well, we'll see you on Wednesday, and we should have an interview, and we'll uh, TTYL.